What's Up Whittier? Welcome to What's Up Whittier, a homegrown podcast. A podcast to showcase Whittier's businesses, personalities, and hidden treasures. What's up, Whittier? Dun, da, da, da. Remo. As I drink my bubbly, lime bubbly. That's exactly the reason why I called your name. <laughs> Remo, we're back at it. Yeah. We're a couple we episodes, in, episodes in. We returned from the pandemic in person. Even That's though you right. have a runny nose, we're still here. <laughs> of course, I'm going to let you get that, uh, get past that, man. Yeah. I am, uh, I am feeling, uh, Nasally, I uh, guess, or running nose, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, you gonna make this, Jesse? You gonna make? We're gonna make <laughs> it, man. We're gonna make. It's got it. depressing, really quickly. I know. No, no. I was thinking. Uh, uh, you were talking about your your uh, rat story before we we started the episode. Let's get um, this right. It's mouse. Oh, mouse. The, you could tell because the size of the the, the poop. There you go. We got into this really quick. <laughs> yeah, we did. Um, yeah, so we had a mouse mouse in the house or mouse in the car. And uh, so I was sharing the story of, of it. I think we got him out. I parked the car with someone that told me that knows mice. He says, if you think it's in the car, he says, turn the heater on for you know, 10, 20, 30 minutes. And you know, they hate the heat. And so they'll try to escape. And if you see him in the car, then obviously you know he's in there. So I did that for 30 minutes. Never showed up. And the next day I put little rich crackers on my on my um, what that where you floor put your mat. feet floor mat yeah. and i was like all right if they're if, if they're there or partially aiding then we know he's still in there no uh no mouse return so we're, we're clear you're good yeah no carpool no carpool i still have a carpool sticker luckily but i didn't have a third carpool person which is a <laughs> mouse yeah. nice nice well with that with that intro uh who do we have today for our, our special guest we we have uh someone that's uh physically near and dear to ours <laughs> it's um his name is jay uh he is our um you know we live in in a, an area and jay lives right next right behind us right next to us and um so you know i'll kind of set this up a little bit more jay you are the golf pro at friendly hills country club that is correct yeah and um so you know funny story obviously we've lived here and know known you guys for I think we've been here four years. Yeah, about four years. And um, and you've asked me a couple of times, hey, why don't you take up golf, right, and, and so forth. And uh, maybe I'll let you introduce yourself, and then I'll start it up again from that point, from our conversation when we were both pulling weeds. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, like you said, we're neighbors. You've been a little noisy lately. I'm glad we have this uh, little yeah. podcast here so I could tell everybody. Yeah. You're you a man of the parties over here. No. Yeah. Yeah, right. No. <laughs> 7 p.m., the baby <laughs> yeah. goes to bed. There's no partying. Like a TV might be one <laughs> one notch too loud or something. That's the extent of our party. No, but I'm excited. This is my first podcast, but, uh, you know, like you said, I'm Jay Perstell. I've I'm been the head pro there for uh, 30 years at Friendly Hills Country Club. Uh, very fortunate. I pinch myself every day. Can't believe I have the job I have. But uh, been into golf all my life, ever since I was a little guy. Since I was uh, 11 years old, I started, and I was very fortunate to... You know, of course, wanted to play pro golf and did all that through school, but worked at a golf course ever since I was 12 years old. Wow. And now I'm, uh, I got the head pro job at Friendly Hills Country Club and very fortunate. How has well, golf, well, oh, go ahead. well, here, before, before you get into it, 
for those that don't know anything about golf, yeah. uh, what does that mean, head pro? Okay, yeah. So head pro, you wear many hats over there at the country club. You're you're in charge of the golf. So you know tournaments. Uh, you're in charge of the staffing out there. We have a outside staff that uh, you know works out of the bag room and on the practice tee area. You're in charge of all that. Uh, running, like I said, running the tournaments for the members. Uh, just member services, and also you're in charge of instructing the members, setting up, uh, uh, you know, instructional programs, teaching private lessons. That's what I do. And and is golfing in there somewhere? Oh, yeah. You're in charge of two. You golf with the members. And golf, you have to keep up your game, and you, you play with the members. That's uh, a perk of the job, huh? That's the perk of the job, yeah. Nice. Absolutely. Awesome. How big is, is Friendly Hills? So, obviously, you've mentioned the, the size of, or not the size, but the Friendly Hills Country Club. How many members is it? How big is the, the staff? Because I played it for the first time like three weeks ago, and it was massive, like it, the, the, right. the, the, the course. Yeah. So do you want to share maybe a little bit about the course? Yeah, so, so as far as the membership's concerned, we have, uh, we have equity members, which, which means that they own the country club. Each member has a share of the country club. So we have, as far as equity members are concerned, we have uh, about 380 equity wow. members there and then we also have a couple other classes we have junior members and senior members they're non-equity and of course their families get to play the golf course too you know being that they have a, a member in their family their you know their immediate, immediate family. family yeah the kids and the the spouses can play golf and so all in we're we're all in about 550 golfers wow yeah totally and what are, where does Friendly Hills rank, like uh, in Southern California, in terms of uh, golf courses? Yeah, well, we we rank, you know, fairly, you know, pretty high. Um, we're a championship golf course. Uh, it started in 1968. It was designed by a uh, PGA Tour player, Jimmy Hines, designed the golf course, so it has nice. some great history to it. And uh, yeah, it's it's definitely one of the elite golf courses definitely around the area yeah you know this part of los angeles where we're one of the elite golf courses how big is the course well we're it's 18 holes it's a par 70 golf course and uh it's it's on a hundred acres 100 acres of land 100 acres and you know we have a great practice facility as you've been on before yeah. Uh, so we have a great practice facility and uh, a championship golf course. Also, it's a country club. And usually, what that means is a country club. It, you know, it has other activities. We have swimming there, and we have tennis too. Really? You know, when they call it a, you know, a golf club, then it's just exclusively it's golf. golf. But yeah. you know, we're a country club, so we have other activities with the swimming and the tennis. Interesting. I didn't know there was a swimming club or a swimming pool there. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and, and, a, and a gym, right? And some other. Yeah, we have a gym now too. And um, the the entertaining space is huge. There's banquet rooms and yeah, have a lot of weddings out there, yeah. uh, a lot of banquets. Yeah, nice. Um, you know, so I, I started with us talking about you know how we 
formally connected on the golf course, right? right? Right. When there was one Sunday, I was I was out here, um, and I was I think pulling weeds or something from the planter, <laughs> and um, I look over, I see you there, and we start just you know. Uh, chatting and you're like and you reminded me that you've invited me multiple times i said you know what um let's do it i want to take uh because you were saying hey come and i'll show you how to hit and i'm fairly competitive and i hate sucking at things and so golf is one of those things where you most you'll suck the rest all your whole life right the goal is to maybe suck a little bit less (laughs) and so i i finally took you up on that uh offer and uh did some lessons and now I'm a pro, so um, no, you, you know what? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Don't let him kid you. He's he's pretty good. He's yeah. he's gotten he's gotten good pretty fast. Yeah. So I, he's I a lot a of talent. Yeah. yeah, he's got a lot of talent. Well, tell us how has golf changed during the pandemic and and like the expansion of the demand on golf? Yeah, pretty scary. Uh, you know, we've got. We've gone through our down times in, in the golf industry, and definitely before COVID, we were going through one of those times where uh, golf industry was having trouble getting juniors to play golf. We were having trouble getting women to play golf. Um, so numbers were down in golf. Uh, we were tracking down, downward. And then uh, COVID hit, and uh, boom, it hit kind of kind of scary it, it uh you know i could remember being over at friendly hills and you know like we were all restricted right especially in la county to to everything and it just seemed like it was almost going to be the end of the line for for maybe golf maybe friendly hills country club was going to be the end and then after that everybody came out in groves and now the boom hit women are playing more juniors are playing more Uh, i think the numbers through the national golf uh, foundation uh we're up in a year we're up uh, 14 percent wow golf in the u.s versus it going down right right consistently yeah yeah we've we've added like five hundred thousand more golfers nationwide and it's gone crazy junior golf is up uh, the numbers are are staggering, really. How do you guys maybe internally track? Like, what, what does an upward year look like for you? Is it per player that plays? Is it holes? Is it rounds? rounds? Okay, per rounds. Got yeah, it. and, and d- I'll give you an example of uh, you know, like when I first started there many moons ago. You know, in the if you were around anywhere in the high twenty twenty thousand rounds a year, you know that was about average for a country co- country club right now uh we're tracking for this year forty seven thousand rounds wow so that that shows you you know how much it's grown it just mean it just means people are golfing more and working less yeah that too, that Is that, too. or working at the golf course i don't yeah. know <laughs> what well, you know that's the silver lining you know with covid i that's what I'm hoping for, you know. Finally, I think everybody's waking up, everybody's businesses. How productive can we be in a eight-hour, nine-hour day at work? Maybe yeah. we only need four hours, right? And then we could take it easy and yeah. do something for our health and play some golf. So yeah, yeah. I think that's what's happening, and hopefully that trend will continue. You were saying junior players. What does that mean? Is that a certain age group or? Yeah, it's. I mean, they're getting 
when I first started in the game, you know, it was like uh, you wanted to start it, you know, like when I did, like 11, 12 years old. But now we're starting to see him, you know, after Tiger Woods, you know, started playing, you know, we're, we're starting to see him start taking lessons at four years old, you know, they come out. So it's getting younger and younger. Um, but, yeah, there, there's just uh, – there's more kids coming out, um, you know, they're – because of football, I think it is, when they get older, you know, the concussions and, the, you know, all the bad thing that's going on with the physical sports, I think golf is just getting more popular because of it. Yeah, because it used to be a, like an old man sport, right? Yeah. It was, low, it was not too intense. <laughs> Don't uh, call Remo old. Yeah, <laughs> yeah buddy. It's my sport now. Just yeah. yeah. Uh, but you're right. Now it's, uh, it, you know, you change. You see that demographic kind of change. Uh, which is good because you obviously want to be able to uh, reach out to to different types of individuals. Um, I mean, it's a sport at the end of the day, right? right. Like any anything else. Yeah, so. it's a tough sport, really, and it's it's something you could do for a lifetime too. Yeah, yeah, you right. play for a long time. Yeah, it's not a physically demanding sport, which right. you know maybe that's what you're trying to say just here. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I'll, I'll tell you. So now I started taking lessons with you uh, in the middle of the year, probably July. Yeah. And prior to that, like I would have trouble just making contact with the ball. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I'd swing, and and I'm sure if you've never picked up or picked up a golf club, and you see someone on TV do it, and you say, "Oh, let me just pick up a stick and just hit the ball," right? Uh, and especially if you played any baseball or softball, there's some hi- uh, hand-eye coordination that helps. But golf is very humbling because it's like it's every little like detail is is the difference between kicking butt and just. What, what what just happened you know yeah. and um and i think the big the toughest most challenging part is the consistency amongst golf right because you might hit like i we played in friendly hills and I, I hit you know one good shot and then i had 15 shots that it's just like well what happened to those ones right and i think that's that all probably comes with uh um with 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 a lot of practice um now friendly hills is really big I, so here's me first time taking uh, normally the the holes the the courses i play are a lot smaller right because you when you're starting off these big courses one could be expensive or they just take a lot more time so when we did the the friendly hills it took six hours yeah yeah that's right you played there the other day yeah and and my god i felt like i needed like to go get lunch go get take a nap i mean it was i know it sounds like you know wow you get six hours to do it but it's one of those things where i wasn't planning on six hours i had appointments right after so I was, you know, exhausted after playing golf. Yeah. So how many balls did you end up losing? I, I lost a good amount. A whole case? Pro- pro- oh, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe five, eight, ten balls. All right. Under ten is not bad. Yeah. It actually wasn't wasn't bad. Um, and um, and it, we played best best ball. Right. So that means if someone hit a really good shot, then um, I would say, well, I'm not going to lose the ball. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll just wait until, you know, when someone uh, hits a bad shot and then I have to go. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but just to clear it up, yeah, I mean, you played in – that's one of the things, too, that we try to strive for. The golf industry uh-huh. is how long it takes to play golf, even yeah. Friendly Hills, right? Yeah. So, so like at Friendly Hills, we want you to play in the members. We get, we get on them if they don't play in – four and a half hours or yeah. less yeah. but i know you were playing in a charity event that yeah. which was packed yeah. that was a big event that yeah. was very crowded and yeah, yeah you want to try to get away from those yeah <laughs> those six and, hour and, rounds and That's, we we played with 
I think at one point we probably played with two foursomes. So you're right. waiting for you know oh, yeah. seven people to hit. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know, and that's assuming there's no one in front of you. Then yeah. So, but but you know, with with the charity event, you're having a cocktail or four, yeah. you know, and uh, so there's that angle to it that maybe makes it a little bit smaller. You heard him. Four, he said four. four. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, that's, that's kind of low. Well over six hours. I mean, I could have had six. Yeah. The ratio needs to be uh, uh, more drinks, less balls. Well, yeah. it's, it's the opposite, Jesse. It's <laughs> As the drinks add up, the balls, yeah. you know, you're no longer counting of balls. You're counting in cases of balls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Have you ever played uh, golf? Yeah, I, I mean, I used to play when I was in high school. Um, I used to play a lot uh, with. I had a couple of buddies who were in the high school team. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I wasn't that great, but I enjoyed it. Um, even after high school, I kind of did a little bit here and there. Uh, but I really, st- I, I stopped playing. I think um, once I kind of focused into work and kind of getting the career going, um, which is funny because the reason why I was golfing more when I started working was because my boss was a golfer. And for him, he said, uh, business deals get done at the golf course. That's true. And so he was uh, he was one of those guys who was like, even if I'm not going to go golf, I'm still going to go shoot the balls just to, you know, meet people here and there. Um, that was the only reason why I was still doing it. After I left that job, it just kind of – it was uh, once in a while. Um, even now, I think the last time I played was probably maybe three years ago. Um, and that was uh, that was fun. It was fun because um, I was playing with a, a good friend of mine, and uh, it was out in Palm Springs. Really nice course, man. Real beautiful course. Um, but what was cool was that uh, it was only us. like, Or I should say it was us. There wasn't that many people out there, so we were able to take our time and so forth. Uh, so we made a whole day out of it. Like you said, like you know, you're out there for several hours. Um, so that was fun. That was to be able to get out. But, man, now I wish I would have that time to kind of get out there. But um, one thing that I, I find funny as you were sharing that, I was thinking, does Jesse have his own clubs? And I was thinking, <laughs> well, I got clubs. And I, I tell you, the first time I, you know, I, I got the bug, I went and I did my first lesson. And then I called the people I know. I'm like, hey, do you have a club I can borrow? Because I wanted to go to the driving range and yeah. just practice. And they're like, yeah, but it's this or that. I was like, well, you know, I'm like I, I had the bug. And I was like, all right, I'm going to go. And I asked you, which where do people buy golf clubs? And I went to Dick's Sporting Goods, and I was like, oh, these clubs are way too expensive. <laughs> Is there any way cheaper? Because I'm going to beat up the club, and, it, you know, it's prob- I don't care what I hit with. So I went to uh, Roger Dunn. Roger Dunn, yeah. And I, I picked up a six iron, and I practiced with that six iron, like, for the next month. I didn't hit any other clubs. So mm-hmm. when I go to the driving range, I would have one club, and I would walk nice. to the driving range, and, and that's it. Now I've upgraded. Now I have, like, five clubs in this little pitch bag that most people probably, especially in that tournament in front of the hills, like you get people there that are avid golfers, whether they're good or not, but they have nice stuff. I, I rolled up with my $20 bag, <laughs> almost like a grocery plastic bag yeah. of clubs, and I just put them on the cart. And, uh, you know, so hopefully soon I'll get an actual, like, set. Um, but I don't know. I just I actually enjoy having cheap clubs because you know i don't know I, as long as you got the swing remote yeah, you, know, you gotta hit it as long as you I can guess, hit it, it doesn't i guess matter people what you realize that oh this guy doesn't know how to play yeah. you know it's like the the in, in the in, when you see the you don't assume the person is good at whatever it is when they look not the part right and so i'm, I'm taking that role <laughs> <laughs> there you go 
No, it's uh, it's definitely uh, aside from time. It's uh, it's also a big investment on the cloud, right? The, the uh, what you're swinging with, and you know, uh, also how many times you're going out there, right? Yeah. Um, obviously, you get the you get the privilege to be there be there every day, but I get the you know, perks. Yeah. Yeah, as, as an average person, I mean, what would you say golfing wise would be um, adequate for somebody who's playing decent or, or I guess, above average? Cost-wise, or what do you mean? How no, many just times? How many times? Yeah, yeah. Like, what's the frequency, you would say? Yeah, you know, when you're first starting out, I mean, of course, you get the golf bug like Rebo has, and you want to play at least once a week. You know, you want to get out there. But, you know, I, I think it would be, you know, it depends on your time and schedule. But I think if you're you're golfing, you know, twice a month, you know, it's a, you're doing a pretty good job getting out and, yeah. and playing. If you, and, of course, if you can practice in between, it's just going to help out your game if you get a little bit of practice time in there so yeah so the first month so again i get kind of obsessive when i when i do something and i want to learn it so the first month after i started taking lessons i was going to driving range literally every single day oh nice i I had a a goal of for the first month i wanted to hit 500 balls a week and so i I did that for about three weeks and then my thumb started hurting and then (laughs) and because i'm holding the club and you're kind of getting adjusted to this new like grip yeah and my shoulders my my shoulders were kind of super tense and then i said all right maybe this is way too much um but it it was and it, it was obviously really really fun i enjoyed the how fast that i went from not being able to hit the ball to actually you know hitting it you know somewhat consistently which is obviously really really good i'm i'm curious so obviously friendly hills is an established country club any stories about the the country club you want to maybe share um you know as as people consider maybe friendly hills is something that you know why why would someone consider the 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 membership there because i'm in that boat (laughs) Yeah, you're, yeah, you are in that boat. But uh, yeah, as far as joining Friendly Hills Country Club, I mean, it, it's a, uh, I mean, it's a great place, and and the people around there, especially the people that you get to meet and uh, to golf with, are are fantastic. That's that's one of the the selling points I always go to with Friendly Hills Country Club when I got people thinking of joining, because you could get a game there every day of the week i mean you could uh we have what's called a choose up that's around lunchtime to where they just put your name down on a list they go up they throw up golf balls they throw up your golf ball okay you're paired with him and and you guys just you might be playing with each other for the first time and you just go out there you you don't have to have a you know a set group and a set time to go out and play and we have that every day of the week sometimes multiple times like we have a breakfast group that's on the weekends we call them and they go out uh you know about nine o'clock ish and then we got the early birds that go out at seven o'clock and they do the same thing they'll take anybody so that that's the advantage of of joining a country club that's uh that's kind of neat you don't have to have that set group and i know it's the same way at two at a public golf course if you know you just go to put your name in they'll They'll find a group for you, but you don't know how long you're going to wait. You know, you just don't know if, you know, somebody's going to show up without a foursome that you could join. So, well, so let me. Uh, we did um, this golf course, uh, Navy Navy golf course, Navy golf course, yeah. and you know, maybe it's a new person and and not being good, 
I, you know, I felt like intimidated by yeah. being paired up. I'm, you know, I, I, we were paired up with another group. What ended up happening is we, they just went in front of us. And so we, me and the person I went with, because, you know, it wasn't as busy and we we're fine with that. But how, how does that intimidation part, you know, maybe, is that frequent, is that happen often where? Like, sure. You, you know, you always get, and I don't care how, how good you are either. You know, I, I get it too, where you still get the butterflies on the first tee. But yeah. the, the nice part about it is, is after a few shots of getting to know somebody, even if it's, if it's a real good player that you're, yeah. te- you're paired up with, uh, you see that they miss shots. Yeah. You know, they don't hit them all, yeah. all great. And you notice on a couple holes, hey, I hit it better than he did, and he's been golfing longer than I have. And, you know, that that's part of the fun and, uh, you know, the education with the game. And then you start getting to know the people, and, the, you know, they're, they're easy going, and they just want to go out there like you do and have a good time. And, you know, that's, you know, it, it's... That that's gonna happen at first when when you first start out you're gonna feel like wow this is this is tough going out with with different people and but. and that totally happened one time I went with this with this guy who's hitting great shots and then he's he's sliced it and lost the ball I'm like what what the hell just happened <laughs> like yeah. that was a horrible shot right that would right. I hit better than that you know right. and, it, and it, like you said it happens and it's it's humbling <laughs> it's humbling yeah yeah. Did you start offer, offering advice like, "Hey, yeah, you should"? I, I, you know, I, part of it, I was like, "You know what? I think you you, you kind of you pulled your elbow and you did all that. I, you know getting lessons from you. It, it, it's really like I notice now what a golf good swing looks like or good form, I should say, looks like because the, the the benefit of getting the private license is you get immediate response to your swing or your hit versus if I were to do it on my own, I'd go hit a hundred balls and be like, "Okay, well that." I don't know what I did right or wrong. I just continue to fix what I think is right or wrong to hopefully get the ball to go straight. But when you have lessons, you know, it's like elbow in, thumb in, you know, make sure your knees tilted. I mean, you gave great advice um, on just about every shot. And I think that's where the, the learning curve gets shortened because you're getting that immediate response of all the things you're doing wrong so you can start correcting them. Nice. You can't see yourself. Yeah, you know, you yeah. can't see yourself hit the golf ball. So it's always yeah. good to have a good yeah. set of eyes. Yeah. And now when I go with my cousins or my brother and I and I see them hit the ball, I'm like, you suck. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're like, hey, they don't listen. Yeah. So. You need but, lessons. You need Give them my card. And you were saying about your cousin? Before you rudely interrupted me with your batteries dying. It was a short, <laughs> it was a short commercial. Yeah, yeah no, it, it just – they tell me all the time, had they – started started from scratch they would have taken lessons and i had did give my number to your brother um but you know he's an orange county guy and so sometimes coming here um you know he's scheduling might be the biggest you know conflict um and i actually appreciate him not taking lessons because that means like you know you want to beat him (laughs) i'm like you don't need lessons you're good (laughs) so so jay tell tell us maybe a little bit about your you you know your guys's personal i know you were talking with jesse about maybe you've been the golf pro for some time but were you originally from whittier or how did you end up in whittier no i'm well i was born and raised in alhambra Mm -hmm. and then um after alhambra i i got uh i got married been married for for a while but she's your biggest fan my wife you know that you know terry's she of loves this podcast. show. Yeah, yeah. You have the <laughs> podcast. Oh, awesome. Well, if you're a fan, he's, yeah, he's a fan yeah, of you too. Yeah. But, 
No, but uh, we met uh, and we moved out to Glendora. We made our home for a lot of years before coming to Whittier. I mean, I've been here for 30 years because, you know, that's where my job's at. But um, we lived in Glendora for quite some time. And uh, very fortunate, you know, last five years I've, I've lived here because I like it so much. I don't know what, what took me so long to move over here, but it was uh, kids going to school and uh, high school. And, but when that was, when that was done, yeah. you know, we decided, yeah, we want to make our home here. And it beats uh, your commute's a lot shorter. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot shorter. I mean, going to Glendora, sometimes, I mean, it could take you an hour and a half on that freeway. You know, you just never know. And then sometimes, it, you know, it takes you 40 minutes, you know, 35, 40 minutes. But, uh, now yeah. you just roll over and you're there. Yeah, <laughs> just about it, roll it's over. about four minutes, right? Yeah, Three four minutes. or five minutes yeah, to the you, club. You yeah. get some I'm traffic spoiled. on Mar Vista right out of Kalima. You're yeah. like, why is there 15 cars ahead of me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was upset the other day because it took me like seven minutes yeah. to get to, to the club. So That's it's funny. like, man, what happened? Yeah. Do you take the golf cart? Yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> it's like if you get a gas power one, you probably make it. It's yeah, four minutes. Take a golf. Hey, you know what? That's a good idea. I've been looking for a third car, so yeah. maybe that's it right <laughs> yeah. there. The golf cart. Yeah, yeah. Which is what you see more frequently in the, like these these yeah. towns where there's a lot of like, golf courses, right? Yeah, it's by a, the by the beach, you see that yeah, too. Yeah, you know, yeah. The, yeah. There you go. Get some nice, uh, you know, those dune buggy wheels on yeah. it, and <laughs> yeah, all over to work. That'd that's be right. fun. That's right. So, uh, Jay, you were talking about, obviously, you've been doing this for 30 years. Is there anything of this job that you say, man, if I could only change that, you know, or, or I hate doing this, or, I, you know, I really don't enjoy that as much? Because, <laughs> I mean, it's a dream job, right? I mean. You know, it is. It's a dream job. Uh, I love people. Uh, it's been really, really good to me. But the, the main part of it is, is that I am a golf instructor. That's what I love to do. That's that's my passion. I love to help people out with their games. Uh, the administrative stuff is not my, even though I do it, it's not my cup of tea. The babysitting, yeah. Uh, well, that and you know, just, just the you know the day to day because I'm in charge of the, all the inventory in the pro shop and that. Which, you know, I, I'm a clothes horse, so I, I don't mind doing that stuff either. But. Uh, the main thing I like about it is is helping golfers, and uh, and I I wish I I could talk all day about this, and I know we don't have all day, but I I wish that more golf professionals would take that attitude too, but because everything falls into place as long as you're helping grow the game, you know you. Be it, you know, because now it's become, the game has become more, or the clubs have become more corporate, mm -hmm. you know, in their way of thinking, how much money can we make, how many rounds mm -hmm. can uh, we get in a year, and so it's it's all dollar signs, but if you do it well and you have a staff that does it well, then it grows the game and all those other things fall into place. You have more rounds. That's the only way to me that you could get more rounds is by growing the game teaching more and having more programs to get people out there playing golf so and is there is there like a um like do you guys do any kind of community outreach or or something that kind of bring that you guys showcase to try to bring more golfers at the to the club or 
was it just more individ- at an individual basis? Yeah, it, I mean, it's more individual cases. Uh, I, I mean, we do have a website out there, and we do we do promote it, and we, and we want people to to get in there and join the club. Yeah. But uh, yeah, as far as I mean, I mean we re- we re- try to reach a lot of people by you know outside tournaments like you just played in you know the charity tournaments you know to to get them into the club and sometimes that helps too that helps sell memberships because right. the more bodies you have that go through there that say hey this is this is a nice venue then you know they'll be more apt to to join the club yeah. but I, I would obviously you mentioned earlier friendly hills is one of it's one of the mm-hmm. nicer clubs or mm-hmm. golf courses around most people don't start with the <laughs> friendly hills right you know and and i think that for me maybe my intimidation it's like okay i'll go to the cheaper courses like i'm not cheap in the sense that they're they're horrible or anything but they're cost wise and other people on there are not good the my expectation i I probably have asked you is how good are the golfers here because if people are at a really nice course you would expect them to be better than the starter courses where people are hacking away and they're losing balls and you know, for the first month, I played with driver driving range balls <laughs> as my ball. And so um, do you see, like, Friendly Hills being a little bit more intimidating for that reason or the size? Or? Yeah, really, re- the, the statement that you just made, it, it's not always that way to where golfers that have already play, been playing golf uh-huh. are the ones that are interested in joining a country club. Yeah. Sometimes we get raw beginners yeah. that come out and just say, hey, I like this. I want to be a part of it. Yeah. How do I get started? Yeah. And then it's up to you. Then you really got someone to, you know, pull under your wing and say, I'm going to help you out. I'm going to help you get there. I'm going to help you teach you the game. Nice. And so, yeah, so, you know, that's kind of a misperception a little yeah. bit. You think that, you know, just because they join a country club, they're yeah. all better golfers than I am. Yeah. But you'd be surprised. There's a, a lot of people that are just raw beginners. Yeah that are joining the club i think i think what jay just said is is just sign over the check yeah. <laughs> and then uh we'll get on you to start golfing yeah. some more yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know I, I think maybe what's the intimidating part is again i i started with some busted clubs you know and, and they're used hand-me-downs you know my i mentioned my brother's not you know he's he's kind of a, not a starter but he's definitely not like good yeah and so it was his hand-me-downs hand me down like it was yeah it's so, had me down on several times uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah so I, I guess when you see people there dressed apart and look the part and then sometimes they hit the ball you're like <laughs> yeah. you don't match <laughs> the way you're dressed and how nice your clubs are so it's humbling it's good to watch other people <laughs> struggle in golf because when it sometimes when you're hitting and you're struggling you're like man am i the only one that's this bad and then you see other people you're like oh, okay <laughs> they suck with me as well <laughs> We're at the same level. We're at the same, yeah. Not a good level to be at. So, Jay, I don't know if you can share this or not, but is there anybody famous that's at the uh, membership here at, at Friendly Hills? Well, we used to have, uh, who used to be a member? Oscar De La Hoya used to be a member out there. So okay. golfed a lot with him. Great guy. And then, you know, just over the years, it had a lot of, usually not from so much the entertainment world, but from sports oh, okay. entertainment, we have had... Uh, a lot of people, a lot of good stories I could tell you that a uh, lot, lot of uh, great athletes come Who's out there. Who's one that you've played with that you say, man, that was like the best round of golf I've had? Uh, best round of golf? I, I could tell you the most interesting one. Oh, I, I was teaching, you know, I was teaching somebody. 
You know, I'm going really. back, that, that's one of the things, too, that's nice about Friendly Hills is that we take outside instruction. Uh-huh. I mean, I could teach, you know, people that aren't members of the club. Uh-huh. Okay. And, and that, uh, that helps promote the club, too, though. It helps mm-hmm. get them to sign up the membership yeah. and see the club if they want to do this. But uh, uh, I had a, you know, a gentleman like you come out, he, but he was a, a, vi- a vice principal. I'll never forget it. A uh, young kid, and he told me that on weekends he helps Jim Brown out. And mm. I said, "You, I don't understand. You help Jim Brown? You mean Cleveland Brown? Jim Brown? Jim Brown? <laughs> yeah. Is that who you're talking about?" He goes, "Yeah, I help Jim Brown. I help him, you know, around the house, or sometimes I take him out golfing because his knees are shot, and it's hard yeah. for him to tee up a ball or rake a trap and." So, so I go out with him, and I go, that's interesting. And so he calls me about a month later. He says, hey, I was telling Jim Brown about you, and he wants to play golf with you. Are you available Sunday at Friendly Hills to play with him in the afternoon? And so I had, a, you know, I had some lessons scheduled that day, and I said, you know what, I'll cancel them for Jim Brown. I'll, <laughs> I, I'll go out and play with Jim yeah. Brown. And that was the most interesting round I've ever had in my life. Wow. What a great guy. Yeah. Yeah. Is he good? Go. You know, he was very good. Really? Very good. Very athletic. Yeah. One thing always, <laughs> you know, I know as a, a golf professional, you're not supposed to, especially on the green, right? You don't want to be in anybody's line, meaning uh-huh. standing right behind them yeah. so they could kind of see you or on the other side of the hole. And so, you know, I'm pro. I know where to stand. Yeah. So I would, I thought I was standing in the right place and he would always wave me off. Like No way. And so I go, okay, I, I didn't know what to do with myself, so I would move. <laughs> Being a golf pro. <laughs> yeah, move a couple paces over and let him putt. And so but he did this to me about three times, and, like, we were on the sixth hole. And I turned to him, I said, now I know why nobody tackled you. You see everything. You see everything. <laughs> but, yeah, he was pretty amazing. Wow. Uh, yeah. That's crazy. Uh, in terms of the, um, the uh, venues that you guys have going on or events, what is one that stands out? Because you guys do a lot, you guys host a lot of events, sir. Yeah, we, we host um, some outside events, but as yeah. far as club events are concerned, the one that sticks out the most is you know we have we have one coming up that's we have two jewels we call them of you know for the guys. Uh, we have a member member tournament in November that's uh, pretty big. That's uh, it's like a big party, and so those are a lot of fun and. You know, being I'm the MC of it, kind of, and I I direct it, put everything together. It, it's it's just a good time. And, and and you guys are actually golfing, or is it an actual no. party? No, I mean, you know, afterwards we have dinner parties. Afterwards, so, so there's and, golfing involved. It's not. Oh a, yeah, it's not a like a banquet type event or anything. Right. No. Like that. Got it. Okay. Yeah, it's a competitive okay. tournament for, and uh, you know, one member takes another another member as their. Uh, as their team and they go out and compete and so it's a lot of fun that's one of our main events and the other one's called the unicorn that's our logo a unicorn and that's uh, a member guest that's when you the member will invite a guest and compete against the other teams that have member guests to them so and that's in april so those, those are our our main events and then we have a few ladies events too we have uh a holiday event for the ladies and they also have a, a member member guest that's that's a lot of fun too. They have that in May. 
So those are those are fun to be a part of because it's just a party atmosphere yeah. and some competition and good times. Yes. And are any of the tournaments open to the public or they're all private tournaments? They're all that, private. They're yeah. all private. Yeah. Tournaments. So you would and how often do you guys have tournaments? Is it weekly? Is it a couple of times a month? No, you know, with uh, the I could honestly say for the guys, we have the main tournaments. We call them our main tournaments. Mm-hmm. We have like five a year. OK. And then uh, for the gals, it's it's about the same thing. They have so about the tournament five. that I was at was that considered one of the constant main ones? No, now that's an outside tournament. Oh, that, got it. So that's just a, for the that's members. a Monday tournament. Uh, Mondays the club is usually closed unless it's a holiday, uh-huh. and so we kind of sell the club out got for it. that day, got and it. that's when the charities come. Yeah. And, and so are those private? You guys are just kind of hosting it, right? And and that's it. You're not organizing it. You're not right. anything. Like yeah, that. we help. We help organize yeah. it, but they have their own organizers, and yeah. they they throw how, their how own How frequent party. are those? Uh, so we usually have uh, on average about twenty four a year. Twenty four. Wow. Yeah, that's 20, a lot. Yeah, that's yeah. a lot. Out of all those twenty four, is there one that stands out that you look for every every year? Like, man, this one's a party. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of them. Believe yeah. me, but. Uh, there used to be some fun ones that uh, um, uh, Eric Dickerson had a tournament out there. So a lot of NFL players, and that was a big party. Well, so you also host pri- – you can have private uh, parties, essentially, hosting these uh, golf tournaments. Yeah, well, he had, they had an event. It was for a charity. Oh, okay. And they so rent so. out the facility for the day. Nice, nice. Basically, yeah, so – that was fun, Eric Dickerson. That that was a good day too. That was, you know talking about what you know asking what you you said earlier, and we had Eric Dickerson. He called up and uh, they had a twelve o'clock shotgun tournament. Okay. You know that's yeah. They all play at one time, and he wanted to play early, like six o'clock in the morning. Oh wow! Because he had uh, a money game with some of these other NFL players, <laughs> so he had uh, Junior Seau. No way. And Marcus Allen wow. came out with them, and then he asked if I could join him. Very so th- cool. That was that was a good morning to nice. go out with those guys and play with uh, uh, three Hall of Famers. Any um, any people that like are starstruck you that have come and you're like, man, I can't believe this person's a human in front of me. Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson, really? Yeah, yeah. Is he big? Not really. Yeah. Not he, he wasn't that big, but you, you could tell he's pretty intense, and I mean he's uh, he could hit a ball a long way. Yeah. Still pretty strong. Yeah. And yeah, I think I think Bo Jackson intimidated me the most. Who who is maybe from different celebrities or, or people like um, in, in the public eye that you think are are really good golfers that you were surprised where you're like you know what this person can play. Yeah, Dickerson for sure. Yeah, really? Eric Dickerson had a good golf swing. Um, Maury Wills was a pretty good golfer, you know, old time Dodger. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, he could strike a ball pretty well. And I don't know if you're allowed to to share this, but from the members, who who's the best golfing member? That- well, because you guys keep a ranking plaque or something, right? Where, oh, like, well, the men's club championship, okay. yeah. you know, that we have. So, you know, we have uh, we have some talent up there. Um, I mean, uh, of of the great ones that were up there, we had Eric Meeks is an honorary member, and Eric won the U.S. Amateur. Wow. So, you know, we have his picture in the case and the uh, replica 
you know, trophy of the U.S. Amateur. So I would say that was, uh, you know, one of the... We we had Scott Simpson, too. His brother was a, uh, a member there for a long time, Dave Simpson, also a great golfer. But Scott Simpson, he won the U.S. Open. So... Wow. So definitely sure. some high high playing yeah. uh, professionals yeah. who come play at a. Tom Kite used to come out there a lot, so you know Tom Kite won a U.S. Open too. So as of right now, we have you know there's a few that uh, you know that have won multiple. Uh, I'm going to leave somebody out and get in trouble if they're yeah. listening. How come you didn't <laughs> mention me? But like a Ken Kirkpatrick, who's who played for USC, who's won the. He's won our men's club championship over 20 times. I mean, wow. so. So that's the clear was, cut, obviously. Yeah, yeah. When you're winning the tournament 20 times. Over 20 times, yeah, yeah that's uh, that's pretty big. Yeah. Um, are the, With those tournaments, and I'm just, obviously, I, I watch them on TV and then experienced it myself. Are people always honest with their score? <laughs> and is there, with those tournaments, is there a way of regulating to make sure that people, or is it just more the honor system? Well, I like to say people are always honest, but there's always a story or two that comes up. Uh, You know, it could be in a tournament, too. But uh, I I wish I could say that everybody's honest, you know, but no, we have our we have a few that uh, over the years have uh, been known to, you know, use that magic pencil, you know. You got a birdie on that one? Yeah, right. (laughs) That's what always got me. It was funny because they give you pencils. Like, like, uh, why isn't it like a Sharpie or a a pen? Like, it's always pencils. We don't give you an eraser. Yeah. For a reason. No, they have erasers on them now. They used to not have erasers. The old old, uh, golf course uh, pencils. No eraser. But now they have erasers. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's a bad thing. Maybe it's the eraser. Yeah, yeah. I never paid attention. I I mean, I thought they were pencils just because they're probably cheaper or, like, I didn't think that people would cross out turn a a, a four into one or something or yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a hole in one yeah. <laughs> that's talent a four yeah. into a one yeah, yeah. Um, so so being there every day do you actually golf every day or do you uh no absolutely not but uh i hit a golf ball every day you know that's my goal i always say to myself i gotta hit at least four golf balls a day oh nice you know that's uh it's just something I do just to keep up. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, that that's the hard part because you know you're going to get asked to play with somebody. Yeah. You know, and you know you're going to have to, you know, show them what you got a little bit. So yeah. you just got to stay up on your game a little bit. Yeah. And it's kind of hard when we're as busy as we've been over the past year yeah. to play golf. I mean, I haven't I haven't played too many rounds of golf, and I still like to stay a little competitive. I play in my tournaments, but – this year has been kind of an off year for that just because so many lessons, just because the game's growing and yeah. it's busy. got to, you know, make hay when when you can, and it's here. So so we're going to throw it out there. Uh, as many listeners as we have, is there any one person you'd like to have a round of golf with? Myself? <laughs> I definitely Remo. I definitely want to play with Remo. We're gonna play. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Uh, you mean celebrity wise? Anybody? Just anybody? Like if he had the chance to say, you know what? I'm gonna throw it out there. We're gonna set up a round of golf, and uh, you know who would it be? 
You know, just come to mind, as crazy as it sounds, I'd love to play, and we've seen his swing on TV, how bad it is. And I used to hate him when he played professional basketball, but I'd love to play with Charles Barkley because I just think he's he's just fun to watch, and he's he's a comedian, he's an entertainer. I would just love to play with Charles Barkley. And his swing is ugly. It's ugly. It's it's terrible. Pause in the middle and... (laughs) But he just has a he, – he, he's so good-natured, and he yeah. seems like he'd just be a lot of fun. You can win a lot of money from him. Yeah, yeah well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He likes to gamble. Yeah. I know that. Yeah. I, I, I'm not the – I mean, I'm not the – I do like basketball. Yeah. But I watch, you know, on TNT, you know, when yeah. they have it. Yeah. That's, I watch it just because of Charles Barkley yeah. because yeah. he's so entertaining. Yeah. And yeah. I just I love to listen to him. Yeah. He's a good commentator. Yeah. Oh, he's a great Between commentator. Between him and Shaq. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Shaq's one, too. Their comedy is, is – yeah. uh, like, You know what's surprising um, to me, as, as you mentioned, uh, Charles Barkley, is how good other athletes are. Like, I know they have the, the – the, um, um, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady where they do the Mickelson and um, – they, they, don't they do a, like a co-tournament or yeah. something like that? Yeah. And they're pretty good, right, for, for – Yeah, there's a – you know, Brady's a good golfer. Yeah. Uh, uh, Romo's a good golfer. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, so uh, quarterbacks are usually they, – they play a lot of golf. Baseball players are, uh-huh. are good golfers because the baseball swing's a lot like a golf swing. Mm-hmm. So they're pretty talented out yeah. there too, so – because I, they've had these things going on for some time, but now that I obviously started picking up golf, I've those when they have those types of kind of I don't want to say tournaments, but whatever they are with games, yeah. Then you start watching and you see them hit the ball, and you're like, oh my god! You're like yeah. you're not an awesome quarterback, but you could just crush this ball and and hit it straight and where it's supposed to go, and it, you know it's almost like they're semi semi pro in that too. Well, a lot of it is, you know, their eye-hand coordination is so good. You know, like Steph Curry, you know, yeah. how he shoots he, a basketball. Yeah. He's a he's a great golfer, and yeah. a lot of it's touch, you yeah. know, and and feel around the greens, you yeah. know, whether the short game and yeah. putting is is so important, and they're so good at it because yeah. they have just great eye-hand coordination. Yeah. I know it's going to be tough because obviously there's no visuals, but um, if somebody's starting off uh, or thinking about golf, uh, what would you – what tip would you give them? Well, the, the number one tip is for sure when starting out, take golf lessons. And then equipment is very important. You know, club fitting to a, to a student, especially, you know, some people that are just starting out, they think, oh, you know, it, it's not that important. I could just pick up something from Big Five or, you know, I'm not good anyway. But you have to get the right equipment to to have the result and uh, you know there's there's a lot of facets to to a golf club you know there's the grip the length of the shaft the flex of the shaft uh the loft of the club the design of the head that you have to take into effect because you know it it can make or break you it's like i get a lot of ladies that come out and they uh they bring their husbands clubs out of the garage you know and they're they these steel stiff shafts with you know no loft on them meaning the face angle yeah. they don't have enough on it and they can't get that ball up in the air and they say well forget this i'm not going to play yeah yeah i can't even get the ball up in the air mm-hmm. but if you give them the right stick you know to to get that 
propel that ball out there and get it up in the air, then they have a better chance of falling in love with the game and playing. So that's very important. You get the right equipment, get somebody to show you what, and it could be just one, one stick, Mm -hmm. you know, it could be just one club. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I I turn on my players to, you know, not buy a a set of clubs, just, you know, you could do it one piece at a time and just get the proper one that helps you build a golf swing. And I didn't know there was that much involved with golf clubs. Yeah. When, we, when you were, were talking about what should I get and the, the I think it's graphite, the steel, the this, the that, I, I, I was blown away. And it's really in, it was intimidating because there's so many options, and I feel like I'm going to get the wrong whatever I'm going to get. Right. So I, I think – and I don't probably have the patience to watch the 100 YouTube videos on why you should get this club or that club. And that's probably why I haven't bought clubs is because – it's just it's overwhelming if you don't know what to buy right. because there's so many options. I, I tried going to Dick's. I tried looking online, and I just don't know what fits. So how, how does someone get to that point where this is what they should buy? Yeah. To start out with, you know, what, what, what they should buy. You know, to, to go back to Jesse's question, though, too, and, and then I'll answer yours. But if you, you get person, I'd like to give that one person that's coming out like an eleven wood. That's a kind of a obscure. Yeah. People don't know what an what's an eleven wood, yeah. you know, because usually they have a you know a one, a three, a five, maybe a seven wood. But eleven wood has a little bit more loft to it, yeah. angle to it. It's a little longer, yeah. right? So it helps you with your balance, and it's easy to get the ball up in the air usually has some flex to it so that's a great start i'd want to give everybody an 11 wood and then after that you know you need to to go to a professional to see because you don't need the whole gamut of clubs you know it's like when you walk into your roger dunn's Mm -hmm. and i'm not knocking them but the salesman might come up to you and say hey we got a great deal here's a bag and a whole set of clubs and that set of clubs might be a three iron four five six seven all the way to the wedges and you got you got about four clubs in there that you don't really even need yeah. you know but that are hard to hit yeah. and then you go to the woods you do again you have that three wood and five wood those are hard to hit they're hard to get the ball up in the air yeah. and the driver might not have enough loft on it before you get that ball up in the air so again it's uh, you, you gotta it, it's not getting that whole big set of clubs it's it's just putting together some clubs that are easy to hit that are going to get you to where you want to go, and you could see that ball go up in the air and have a lot of fun with the game. The essentials, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah for me, it was always hitting the either a 7 or a 9 iron, and uh, it, just because of the, the distance or the height. Yeah, um, the loft the of it, yep, too, yep. get that ball up in the air. So that's yeah. usually what I would take to the uh, range because uh, it felt good, you know, being able to make contact and – see that ball fly but yeah. anything other than that it was just tough yeah 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 it's, it's it's a game for everybody really and you know even if, if you put them in the the right equipment and and they see the results they'll keep playing no matter what their level is you know yeah. no matter how far they're hitting it yeah, you smack that ball right down Broadway. <laughs> it goes up where you want it to go, and that's you know that's a little drug. You just yeah, it's a drug. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Uh, whatever of of that, and and now you're you're hooked, and that's kind of what got me. I think there was one or two shots that I yeah. hit him, and they were, 
you know, their PGA status. But <laughs> um, but after that, it's just like, man, I want to do that again. Right. Uh, and then that gets you addicted. And then a month later, it happens again. <laughs> a month later. <laughs> No, you hit it pretty long. He's yeah. Remo's long. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but it's the straight that's, you know, yeah. that, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. fine. That's yeah. the tough that's key. part. Always. So, uh, so Jay, uh, um, obviously, uh, when we wrap up our interviews, we, like, we tend to ask these three questions. Uh, the first one is, um, what is one place that you frequent here in Whittier, uh, whether it's grabbing a bite or a drink? Your go-to What's your place? go-to? Yeah. Oh, flight. Love flight, nice. Jay Arroyo over there. Flight, he does a good job. Yeah. I love going to flight. Is there some? Is there anything that you every time you go there, like it? It's a must. Like that's what I'm always having. Oh, uh, yeah, the, the lamb chops right there. I, yeah. I like the, the those little Australian lamb chops uh, that he yeah. that he serves. Yeah, that, yeah. That's a must right there. Oh, I, I like the uh, yeah uh, tacos are pretty good there too. You get the dates? Yeah. Yeah, it's, a, it's a really good. But, uh, yeah, it, it, just that whole vibe in that restaurant, too. Yeah, yeah. To me, it's 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 real L.A. You, you almost feel like you're you're Somewhere in else. L.A., yeah, you know. Yeah. You're when you, that part of Whittier, and yeah. you go inside there, and how he does the bar up there, and, and you could see the... You know the chefs cooking and the background, and it, he does a real yeah. good job. It just it's fun. So I'll tell you just a side note: we were there on Friday. Oh, okay. Uh, and so it was me, Eva, and we took our daughter Camila, and she's 18 months. And I, I told my wife, let's go have dinner somewhere. She's like, oh, let's go to flight. And we pull up the flight, and it's it's obviously jam not jam packed, but it's busy. And there's no babies, there's no kids, there's no anything. Mm-hmm. And I and I talked with Jake because we know him well as well. And I said, hey, did, you know, should we go somewhere else? Because we're totally fine. If you tell us, hey, it's probably not. He's like, no, we're, our family used to do it, too. We used to take our kids everywhere. So we cleared a kind of a table in the corner, not corner, but like where we had a lot more space for her. And she was jamming there the whole time. <laughs> and it was, you know, yeah. 100 people drinking wine. We were having a good time. Mm-hmm. And our daughter's there. And, you know, it, it worked. ended up being a great, you know, dinner and great, great vibe. You know, I didn't think it was going to be as kid friendly as it was, but he definitely, you know, um, made it that. And I think that that goes to the charm of that place as well. You know, yeah. they they just want to make sure you're taken care of, which is uh, you know, obviously a good thing. Yeah, it's a cool place. Like I said, cool vibe. Yeah. I go. I frequent other ones too, though. Don't yeah. want to put them out either. But flight is the. What you, other you places uh, are, are your also go tos? Um, Not flight. Yeah. Uh, it's it's escaping me. Uh, help me out. It used to be the oyster bar. What was uh, CGK or oh yeah, Crooked Gap. Crooked Gap. Crooked Gap. I'm sorry, I yeah. forgot. I'm sorry, Crooked Gap. Yeah. I yeah, got your name, but yeah, I like Crooked Gap too. That's yeah. a good place to yeah. go to. Now, do you go for the oysters or do you go for something else? I usually do have some oysters, yeah. but. Uh, you could tell I'm going to say lamb chops again. They have a pretty good lamb chop over there. So that's your gauge. Yeah, so you huh? could tell. Your, yeah, I kind of like the lamb gauge chop. Is is chilaquiles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So chilaquiles. Any, anytime yeah. he goes anyplace, that's that's the, the go to. <laughs> yeah, it's the go to. Well, yeah. since you're talking lamb chops, is there another place that you say they make the best lamb chop ever? Oh, other than those two, let's see. Uh, that's pretty unique. I've never heard that before. Yeah. Uh, other than those two, I don't know of any place around here that has lamb chops. Well, here right? here goes the next question. If you have to go get a lamb chop somewhere else, where would you go? 
Oh, then then you'd have to go to. Uh, I mean, in Whittier? No, out, outside. Oh, outside. LA, okay, anywhere. yeah, in in L.A. Let's see. We just. Oh, we went to. Uh, I'm not going to stagger. It's right next to the the Disney Hall, right there. Odium. Okay. Oh, uh huh. Yeah. Odium is yeah. a real cool place. Beautiful place. Yeah. I'm glad I thought of it. Didn't yeah. forget it. Uh, but they have a great lamb chop in there. Oh. Yeah, I would go to Odium. Nice. So, so uh, if Odium's listening, uh, we're a friendly town. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Send a, a gift certificate over. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. All these plugs. Yeah. Um, well, if there's one thing in Whittier that's missing that you would like to see here, what would that be? missing you know we talked a little bit about just the the vibe of Whittier how how it's LA and I just think what we need to keep building on that and I wish like over the holidays too that they would put more lights down you know and uptown and and dress it up and make it real you know festive uh I I just think uh that this you know there if you look around L.A., I mean, and I'm not talking West L.A., I'm talking where we live, there's not too many places that have these great homes and the architecture and the the downtown that we have, and we just got to keep building on it. Yeah. I, I, I just think we just got to keep capitalizing on, on what we have here because obviously it's out now. It used to be a, a hidden gem. When I first started here in Whittier, I mean— Nobody knew where Whittier was or didn't want to live there. or that, But now it's, you know, it's out there and you could see it. You just knew cruising Whittier Boulevard. <laughs> like there were some yeah. stereotypes that was yeah. that are associated with Whittier. And that was it back, you know, 10, 20, 30 years ago. Right. Um, any, with that being said, any fond memories of Whittier that you have that something maybe just sticks out and you say, hey, I remember when. Yeah, I, I think it would be around, you know, just around playing golf with so, some some great people, just the the members at the club, and and just the great memories I have of Whittier are just how friendly the people are. You know, there there's always, and that that's what got me and my wife over here. I I don't know, and I know I'm the club pro at Friendly Hills Country Club, but the people are so nice just genuine around here i don't think there's a week that goes by that not invited to a party somewhere nice i mean it's just there's a lot of open door policies uh, homes and and i i've gone to these homes and people are you're you're not intimidated by them they're just friendly friendly people and that's i I think that's the charm of of whittier i think that's what's great about it yeah yeah. With that said, I think he's leaning in towards uh, putting a little access door between uh, yeah. his house where's, and house. Where's my door? <laughs> I, I would... Are you kidding me? There is one. Huh? <laughs> our, our backyard yeah. comes he together, went... and the fence isn't that low. So Jay's passed over wine bottles. He's passed I over have, many, I have done that. Many things. Um, You're going to catch me one day out on your deck. Yeah, just, you know, you know, just, the uh, door doesn't have a lock there. You yeah. just push it open. Yeah. you got the staircase. Hey. 
I'm enjoying any time. Yeah. Um, it just has to be between certain hours because if the daughter's sleeping yeah. like, before we started this podcast, and I don't know if we mentioned it, we're recording in, in our backyard again. And the one request Eva's had is don't be too loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Baby's so asleep. That, that's why we're not having uh, shots of tequila or anything. Yeah, yeah, I don't hear any crying, so I guess yeah. we're okay. Yeah, huh? we're, 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 we're good. good. Yeah. Jay, thank you for coming on. Hey, Jesse. That's hey. great. This is a great. You guys do a great job. Yeah, like I said, my my wife listens to it all the time. She says, "Hey, we got to listen to what's up Whittier." And you guys do a fabulous job. Remake. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. Appreciate. Oh, thank you. you. With that said, uh, we'll see you on the next podcast. Right. Thank you. Bye, Whittier. Bye, Whittier. <laughs>